joined in the studio for the last time in 2022 by the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, looking back at this week in history. Good morning. Well, How are you? good morning and almost happy new year. Almost uh, happy new right, year. Exactly. Yeah. And happy late Christmas because I didn't see you last well, week. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. any day can be a good holiday, especially during December when we have Hanukkah and the eight days and then we have Christmas and then the 12 days of Christmas between January, uh, December 25th to like January, January 6th, 6th, which is, which is not about the insurrection. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Epiphany, that's exactly yep, right. Yep. Uh, but it was the 8th century that uh, this council decided, uh, they said, we're going to have the 12 days of Christmas. Well, wonderful. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it took a little bit of time and things get a little bit convoluted. Pope Gregory in 1582, uh, they moves to which the Gregorian calendar that we use currently uh, says, you know, our calendar, the Julian calendar, going back to, you know, Julius Caesar days, is is a little bit off. So they change it. But because it's Roman Catholic, there are Protestant countries, and they take it politically. And so a number of them are off, including Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And Great Britain doesn't change their calendar to uh, 1752. Meanwhile, that means, while I'm saying all this, is that New Year's uh, is all over the place. And Mm. we think of it as January 1st, but actually it uh, shifts to uh, March 25th. And for many years, that's what... So if you have those New Year's resolutions you're a little procrastinating on, well, you do have to March 25th... That's good. ...using an older calendar. To even begin to come up with your New <laughs> Year's right. See, well, that, <laughs> that makes sense. Like, the idea... Like, January 1st, like, it, it looks it looks like a nice, like, round day on the calendar, it but it really is kind of an arbitrary day to start right. the year. Like, the the, the spring equinox, like... That's or the right. Yeah, the, 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 the spring equinox, that that's would be the beginning of the year. That's makes much more sense. And don't put that day in the middle of the month. Like, right. don't have that be March 21st. Have that be the first of whatever. So if you're thinking, Spring geez, one. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I can come up with those resolutions, but maybe March is a good time to uh, actually there you go. Yeah, perfect. enact them. Uh, but, you know, that 12 days of Christmas, which we all know, the first day of Christmas, but it's almost satirical because they were thinking, oh, there'd be all these gifts. And when you start adding up all the gifts, I think if you added up all the gifts, because every day... It repeats them. Right. It's like 364 gifts. You get a ton of birds. That's <laughs> right. It's over $100,000 somebody big actually Big house. Pay. Oh, they do this. Yeah. Keep talking because they. I forget they do this every year. Like there's a That's website right. that like calculates how much how it would much? be for 12 partridges right. and pear trees and 12 drummers drumming and 22 <laughs> pipers piping and That's 30 right. lords a leaping. <laughs> I don't know how much you, I don't know how much a leaping lord goes for I, these days. That's right. But it does make you wonder like, okay, could we really do that? Could we really sustain having 12 days of Christmas? Uh, there is some... Uh, do, you, do you want to take a guess? Okay, well, I've, I've I just know pulled it a few up. years ago it was 100000 or so, but maybe it's more than that. Uh, well, it's less than that. Okay, uh, less. According, according to this website, if you... If you pick up each of the uh, the twelve items, uh, forty five thousand five hundred twenty three dollars <laughs> okay, and well, twenty seven cents. Yes, but does that include the cumulative total, or is that just 
just getting those ones because every day of the song, remember, <laughs> it's like the first day gave me a partridge. Isn't that nice? And the I, second day, it's two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. So you keep adding them up exponentially. <laughs> Ironically, I would be able to answer that question, but the news story is behind a paywall. So you'd have to do 12 drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, 10 no. lords a leaping, one subscription to fortune.com, eight maids of milking. Well, this is what we want this this show uh, to stimulate people to do their own research and say, yeah, I want to find out that. And how much would that be? And uh, Oh, oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, that is not cumulative. Okay. Uh, so 45000 for just the 12 gifts. Uh, but if you do cumulative, like 30 right. lords a-leaping, <laughs> 45 ladies dancing, uh, take a guess. You oh. said 100000 earlier. What uh, do you yeah, think it is that's now? probably low now. It uh, is low. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's go for... Three hundred thousand, too high. Not quite that high. Okay, a hundred ninety-four thousand nine hundred fifty-one dollars and fifty-nine cents. That's the way to say Merry Christmas. I <laughs> will take cash in a card. If you've got a hundred ninety-five thousand dollars and you want to give it to me for Christmas, just tens and twenties are nice. No lords a leaping, no maids, that's no right. swans a swimming, because oh, right. those swans are mean. <laughs> And the geese a laying are even That's worse. Right. Well, you can imagine how this was great fun. And as the years went by, hundreds of years ago, this song was more satirical, I think, about the idea that, oh, really? Are we going to really give gifts? And how much would that be? And um, so the gift is really the song itself, I think. But it's, it's nice to think that in these days, not only can we think ahead, but we can also... Um, uh, enjoy some laughter and friends and family, and that's what we should be doing. Uh, anyways, okay, there's a few other things that are happening. <laughs> you got like two minutes. <laughs> I know. Okay. okay, well, here's one. Uh, December 17th, 1903, of course, the Wright brothers take their flight, right. uh, changes history. Okay, uh, 1920, 17 years later, a young woman, 23 years old, she had been acting as a nurse in World War one, she takes her first flight, and she is hooked. Her name is Amelia Earhart. And we might say the rest is history, but really um, it, it's, it's an astonishing legacy. And in fact, um, I like um, one of the quotes uh, associated with her, uh, that when, when she is lost uh, on her final uh, voyage uh, going across the South Pacific, um, she said that, uh, she didn't want anybody to be, you know, feel sorry for her. She really wanted them to, uh, what she was doing was because women should do this and that it should uh, really challenge women to do more, mm. uh, not less. And I think that's a, you know, a great kind of legacy. Um, this is also a day, you know, looking ahead, of course, January 1st, Ellis Island opens in 1802. Yep. Uh, of course, millions of immigrants will go through it. Uh, 1892? Uh, no, it was 1802, and then 1892 is when it is, uh, that's where it, it, it opens, but that becomes the central place where immigrants come. And I had to look this up, too. I was like, what? Is that right? right? Um, and until 1954. In 1897, the wooden building uh, that was there burns to the ground, and the mm -hmm. records going back to 1855 burn. So, you know, trying to keep that, uh, and you know, even today, uh, trying to track down things is uh, mm. pretty interesting. We went to Ellis Island uh, like more than 10 years ago now, and my grandparents really? were very excited because they're, I think, wow. parents or grandparents, I think grandparents yeah. had, had come over 
from the old country. My grandma in particular was like, we're going to we're going to look up my parents and uh, we're ultimately mm-hmm. never able to find them because it turned out that my my grandmother's grandparents had both the most common first and last names in Finland. So there was, there were, there were a lot of Mackies that came over (laughs) around that time. Well, Uh, you know, that says something about, you know, new beginnings. Right, right. If there's anything about this season, uh, it's about that. Um, And one other one I want to celebrate is uh, a name, uh, Selma Burke, uh, born in Morrisville, North Carolina, in 1900, mm-hmm. um, December 31st. Um, she, uh, at the age of, I think, seven, was talking about Carolina Clay, and she had this gift with sculpting. Well, her parents say, you know, you need to do something more practical. She goes into nursing as well, Amelia mm-hmm. Earhart, you know, wanting to be of service. And yet her talent comes out. Her first husband dies. She moves to New York City, thinking she's going to expand her nursing career. Instead, she's confronted with this wonderful artistic uh, cauldron of uh, creativity, and she's encouraged to pursue her sculpting, and she does. Even Henri Matisse, uh, she meets him, and he encourages her. Wow. Uh, she enters a contest uh, in the 1940s, early 1940s, uh, to uh, to sculpt a relief of FDR. She wins it. Um, she Ow. schedules a, uh, a sitting. She said, I need to really sit with the president. They agree. 1945, he dies. Um, so she has this relief. It's uh, um, with the four freedoms, and it looks great, except that somebody comes up, of course, at the end of the war and says, all right, we need to have, uh, let's put Roosevelt on a dime. Mm-hmm. And the chief engraver takes what looks like <laughs> her image and puts it on the dime and claims it for himself. Mm. And he puts his initials, J.S. Well, th- then, of course, there are people saying, oh, that means Joseph Stalin. No, it didn't. Uh, it meant his. But throughout the rest of her life, she would say... I'm glad we're able to come up with a conspiracy theory for <laughs> literally everything. <laughs> but throughout her life, Selma Burke would always say she was the one who came up with that. In fact, when Eleanor Roosevelt said that looked a little bit youthful, she said, this is... Uh, a relief that's supposed to stand for the ages. So when you pull a dime out of your pocket, you know that there was a visionary there, uh, born here in North Carolina, who came up with that image. And uh, that's a great thing to know. And that's how history matters. Scott Washington, Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy Thank you so New much. Year.